Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food in their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pichinowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating and health at every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. And that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Happy Sunday, my friends. Today, I am bringing to you a very special guest on the podcast today. This is going to be our very first guest, one of many that is to come on Mind Body Strong podcast, because the vision with this podcast is not just to have me show up and share tips and tricks of how I'm overcoming body image and food struggles and just living in a world that is obsessed with diet culture and our bodies, but also to bring forth women who are conquering those in their everyday journey as well, in hopes that you can see yourself in their journeys. And I found someone super special today. She's a friend of mine from kindergarten and we had much of the same experience growing up with food struggles and struggles around the scale and in this next 30 minutes we really discuss a lot of that and so I hope that you can see some of yourself in her journey and feel empowered by how she was able to find her happiness and redefine how being healthy really can mean. Let's jump in to this interview with my friend Bailey Murphy. All right, everyone, welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. This is a really, really special episode because I have my very first guest speaker. Her name is Bailey Murphy. She is a friend of mine from way back when. We probably met when we were five years old. (laughs) We lived down the street from each other. We went to kindergarten together. We grew up together. And throughout our lives, we drifted apart. But now we found each other through health and fitness world. She's actually a wellness coach at a retirement home. And we really made this connection over the last few weeks of our struggles with food, how we've gotten through them, and just how we're working in the wellness field to educate people on how to better live their lives and just how health is such a unique experience. And so Bailey and I got talking. I really wanted to bring her on here because she's got a fantastic story. She's been through a lot of stuff to get to where she's at and how she's impacting the lives of her clients. And so I really want you guys to hear her story. She's awesome. You're going to love her. She has so much insight. So Bailey, I would love to hear since we kind of started talking about food struggles first kind of talk me through kind of you can introduce yourself and just let us know kind of where you were and how far you've come and we'll just go from there sound good yeah that's awesome um so like you mentioned my name's bailey um you know starting with my food struggle i will go back to um college because that's where i first realized my relationship with food was changing um you know i was an athlete most of my life and you get to a point in college um, you know, puberty kind of starts to slow down at that point. Metabolism's changing. You're not, I wasn't working out the exact same way I was through, um, you know, athletic training and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, drinking in college is not always the healthiest thing either. And, um, I remember being really upset with myself through college. There's highs and lows and stressful things. Um, and I would just turn to food. And it was just comfort food, you know, going through a bag of popcorn here or there and some pretzels. 
Um, but it would start to catch up with me and then I would feel worse about myself. And then, so what do I do? I go back to the food. Um, so it was unhealthy then and I was not happy with myself. And I remember I had a project to do um, in college and it was something um, I'm not, you know, I wish I could remember the exact, you know, project we had to do, what the title of it was that we had to go deeper into, but it was something to expose vulnerability. And I was really struggling to figure out what I wanted to talk about. And I went through my closet in college and found a pair of jeans from high school that I still had. I was probably 19 or 20 years old and I bought those pairs of jeans probably when I was 15, 16 years old. They didn't fit me anymore. Why do I still have them? And it was just crazy to me. I'm like, ding, right then and there. I didn't want to let them go because I kept telling myself at some point in my life, I'll fit back into them. I'll lose the weight. I'll stop with the binge eating. Um, and I decided to talk about that with my project and how, you know, the world kind of goes through this, what health should look like and what it's expected as people. And sometimes it revolves around a number, whether it's pant size, your weight number. Um, and it just kind of went off to me that that didn't matter to me anymore. I just wanted to get back to a help, you know, happy, healthy point in my life. Um, so I got rid of the jeans, you know, I kind of put the new smile on my face and just focused on the things that I wanted to do. If, you know, if it was altering my eating habits, that's what I really tried for um, getting back into the gym, finding a new gym partner, whatever it was. And I slowly got back into the groove of thing. And at this point too, I'm also focusing my college um, education on health and fitness, exercise science, health and fitness instruction. So I also was getting fed the tools through my college journey. And it just all kind of started to fall into place. Um, I'm a firm believer too of intake outtake. Um, I don't like to diet, um, you know, in the way where, you know, cut carbs out or you can't have the sweets. Cause that's, a, then it turns into a mental game. Um, and that's super unhealthy, super unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and like I just said, I believe what you put into your body, as long as you get out of your body, you want the cupcake, it's fine. You know, go for the walk at the end of the, at the end of the day, or, um, you know, go for a bike ride. Don't deprive yourself because then you're not going to be in a healthy mental state. Um, so now when I, what I've learned through personally, how I take it back into my career now, um, I currently work in geriatrics and uh, like Katie mentioned, you know, they're a health coach. So I do everything from their fitness classes to their nutrition plans if they want help. Um, so I kind of had to go back to the fundamentals um, about teaching things, you know, like portion control. Um, so going back to one-on-one with that, I introduced my clients to my plate. I don't know if you are familiar mm -hmm. with that. Um, I found them through my college experience. You can go to their websites, um, myplate.org. And it's just very fundamental. It breaks up the plate, you know, what kind of portion size you should have for your vegetables, for your protein, fruits, carbs. Um, and it's just a very easy tool for them. And um, they're always surprised, like, oh, I can have, you know, this many carbs. I'm like, yeah, you should. That's, you know, it's going to help, you know, build your body, help with recovery. Um, so that's a super helpful tool for them. 
And I always emphasize too, with your nutrition plan, hand in hand goes with your exercise plan. Um, again, you have to alter exercise plans, obviously for whatever kind of stage in life they're at. Um, but it's been a really awesome kind of how I had to go through what I was doing to where I am now and then how I can help others. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been, it's been awesome. It's been really fun. I'm not saying it was an easy journey. I didn't have ups and downs, but, and it's, it's not perfect. Not every day is perfect, but I think personally right now, I'm way happier with how I look, how I feel, um, my confidence in helping others. And yeah, so I was really happy when I finally saw your video kind of talking about dieting and your struggle with it and, um, you know, through your beach body and all that. And like the light bulb kind of went off in my head. I'm like, Oh, finally got it. Cause I had, I follow you and I support you. Um, you know, since you kind of got into the fitness world and stuff. And I was like, I gotta say something cause your story is very similar to mine. And uh, I know we were talking beforehand too. You can't regret what you went through or how you were thinking or what you were doing to your body. Cause this is where we're at now. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was, it was really awesome to hear, you know, what you're, where you're at now with your health and fitness. Yeah, no. And I think I'm, I keep going back to this point in your story where it was like this turning point of that project and yeah. I heard you say like there was some shoulds behind there, like the mindset of like, you know, for some, like, I didn't think you said it exactly like this, but like, you should be able to like fit in these jeans or something from like four years yeah. ago. It's like, well, Walk Why me through, like you? walk me through some of those shoulds you had and how you kind of overcame those to come to where you're at now to be like confident in your body image. So um, I think when um, I was younger and stuff too, like I said, with being an athlete, I was able to eat and consume the things I wanted without thinking about it because um, I was training very hard. But I'll, also I was younger, so your metabolism is also at a very different state. Um, your biological makeup is very different at different points of your life. So I never thought twice of what I looked like, what size I was buying until I started to realize things weren't fitting the right, what I thought was the right way, um, or I was uncomfortable in some of the clothes I was wearing. And um, I struggled then to sometimes buy new clothes because I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, cut five pounds and they'll fit normal again. And, you know, as time went on, you know, years went on and I still had the clothes and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I would rather be happy in something that fits me comfortably and that I feel like I look good in no matter what the size on the tag says. Um, and I, it's unfortunate that society, you know, refers sometimes with health, you know, women sometimes is healthy because they're skinny. And that's not the fact at all. There are women out there who are skinny, who are very unhealthy or need help. Um, but that's what society has put on the magazines, you know, all the social media that that's, what's healthy. And when I was at my skinniest and without a care in the world, I don't think that's when I was the most healthy, um, both mentally and physically. And so letting go some of those stressors, like, like I just said, the stupid pair of jeans, why did I have them? It, it was like five oh, years ago right? and I never wore them. So yeah. We're just taking up space and there it's kind of like that dark thing in the closet that doesn't make you feel good. It's a reminder that you're not a size, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and there's no need for that. Mm -hmm. 
and to, you know, same thing with the scale. I used to be a very adamant person about weighing myself. Um, but I realized too, I, I weighed the same at two different points in my life, but my body was very different. And it kind of goes back to that concept where people think, oh, you're slim and, you know, skinny, but I was kind of at that same weight versus when I started doing muscle training and working on endurance and cardio and stuff like that. So it's just, it's very different. The weight on the scale is different for everybody. Um, people's relationships with the scale can be, I don't want to, I don't want negativity with a scale because for some people it works just for with my personal experience. It was toxic. Um, I, I hardly weigh myself now. I, I know my weight when I go to the doctor's office, but I used to be the person you get up in the morning, you weigh yourself. Um, and then it was also affecting the people I lived with because um, I had, I put the scale in the bathroom, you know, first thing you do, you go brush your teeth and weigh yourself. And I started to realize people I lived with started doing the same thing. And someone I lived with, it became very compulsive. You know, every time they ate, them to the bathroom, weigh yourself, weigh your, and I was like, whoa, this is out of hand, removed the scale, threw it away, um, and uh, it, I, I'm just a person not to weigh yourself, I'm, I'm, weigh yourself for health reasons, go to the doctor, you know, keep track of it, um, I just, people, society puts the number in our head that that's what we get to and then we'll be happy, but that's not the case. Right. Um, and I think it takes a lot of time for people to go through maybe something like you um, have gone through or myself to realize like, it's just a number. It's just the size on the clothes. Do you feel good? Do you, do you think you look good? That's what's going to make you happy. Um, and then if you're happy, other people around you will be happy. They feed off your energy and uh, yeah. So I love that. No, there were so many good, like so many juicy things within that <laughs> segment there. No, you, you, you can come on, on, on in. I love how you started intertwining how this was, you noticed, you were so like, you know, observant of how this was also affecting those around you and yeah. started realizing that you had to make the change yourself to mm. kind of impact those around you. Is that kind of what you felt like happened? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I don't think the people around me realized that that's what was happening. And I didn't, I didn't sit with them and say, Hey, I'm noticing you're doing this or that you started doing this. I just took the note in my head and removed it from the situation. Um, but I mean, also, I mean, I can relate that to, um, I used to be a real, uh, admin about food prep mm -hmm. and I kind of got into this like robotic, like must food preps cook all day, Sunday, you know, containers and days of the week and time of the day. And again, it, it became a thing that it affected the people I lived with, um, both away at school and when I would come home. And I'm not necessarily saying it affected them negatively or positively, but I was, I started to be aware that it was affecting people around me. Um, so to kind of alter what I was doing with the food prepping, you know, the scale um, and how I, um, I guess had the mindset of my own happiness affected the people around me. You know, I'm not the weight that I was when I thought I was happy and thin and athletic, but I carry myself and I'm very happy with myself and people feed off of that. And, 
you know, it's crazy too, because you'll, you know, I get comments all the time at work or wherever it is, or with, you know, meeting up with people, you know, you look great. And like I just said, I'm not by any means where I was when I thought I was skinny and athletic and happy. Um, but I think people feed off of your body language. Um, and if you're happy with yourself, it just radiates off you and people, you know, find that, um, attractive and, and want to know more and ask questions. And, um, then it kind of gave me the floor, Matt, to talk about it. And, um, even in my career, you know, it's funny, like, you know, I work in geriatrics, but they're like, oh, you're so young and blah, blah, blah. And I say, you got, some of you kick my butt in those classes we're doing. And it's because they're, they're happy with what they're doing. They're enjoying themselves and they're with friends and good people and good vibes. And um, like I said, they, they kick my butt some of the times and kicking on 80s. So it's, it's real cool. It's cool to see everyone's story and journey and what I can help with or add to or share um, my career has given me a lot of opportunities to relate to people, whether it be with injury or illness or, um, you know, mental struggle. Um, and it's, it's, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. I love just how you've been able to integrate so much of what you've gone through now to bringing it to your clients. I feel like we're, we both have that same mindset of like, you know, when you see something needs to be done, you just, you change it yourself, like within yourself and model that to other people and then teach it. And it just becomes this part of you. And mm -hmm. I love that you, you took your journey and now you're integrating that into the wellness program you do with all of these people at the, um, the center you're at. And it's just so beautiful the way you've been able to do that. Well, and I'm still learning and there's still more to grow. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, like I said too, it, I think people find comfort when you do become vulnerable and open up sometimes about your struggle um, versus always putting on like, my life is great. Like I feel so confident in myself every day. You know, my body doesn't hurt, like not <laughs> towards the world. <laughs> That's not real. Um, and unfortunately with our generation, that's what people find surrounding them on, on the social media and, and everything's perfect and you know how many likes or how many subscriptions you, it's just it's crazy to me and I'm a little more distant with the whole social media world um with my career wise um, you know you got to think back to geriatrics they're not you know we're using yeah. the bug phones a lot of the time but um you know to remind people like I'm having a bad day today or you know I'm not feeling so great today or like this part of my body's bothering me today people relate to that and they'll reach out about that mm -hmm. and that's a learning opportunity for for both ends because if you get to talking and sharing and you know maybe someone else has a new idea or a new you know remedy or um I don't know stretch you know recipe anything and uh in my career right now they love to talk I love to listen and and I, I swear it's sometimes it's words of wisdom that come out of their mouth they've gone and through experience a lot in life mm -hmm. I learn a lot I learn every day something new and I'm just blessed that I get the opportunity too to help them what I've learned through my education 
in my you know short 25 years of living life um and you can just feed off of each other like that yeah no I love that and just like you probably do just learn so much from from them like you said they have so much more life experience than us yet we have this different perspective and I, I also like how you brought up the social media thing, because that is something that is just detrimental to us as I think, especially it affects women, but really everyone, it just, you get on there, you see all of these people who are quote unquote ahead of you. And we start this thought loop of, oh my gosh, so-and-so is getting engaged. I should be engaged, blah, 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 blah. You know, I should have a nicer house, be making more money, have a better career, have a better, you know, we just start this thought loop of how so-and-so's life is so much better than us. And we don't- ourselves to people. Yeah, and we're comparing our vulnerable state of whatever we're going through to someone's supposed perfect life. And we don't know that behind the scenes, they just broke up with their boyfriend or their family member is sick. And we don't know these things. And until people can be become more brave and not even just posting on social media, because I don't really see that as a form of braveness. And it's more the the in-person, like you reach out and you call a friend and you say, what's going on? Absolutely. How are you feeling? Some and- people have the gift too, to, like you said, maybe it's not called bravery, but have you know, the skills and asset to project it to the world. And that's maybe where they find it through social media. Me personally, I'm just not that way. And, you know, other people might be doing it, like you mentioned, with the phone calls, with the in-person, you know, type of connections. Whatever works for you is fine. Um, and this, it's just, it's such a disappointment sometimes to me with, like we just have been going back to with the social media world where we're comparing ourselves to things we know absolutely nothing about that, you know, person in situation. Sure, they smile for the camera or whatever, but what's going behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard, I think, for, um, you know, women, men, people our age to almost disconnect yourself or rethink of what you're actually looking at. And um, what I've admired about you um, is you sometimes do on your Instagram and, you know, post, you know, I'm not feeling great today or like, look, this is what I look like sitting like this versus like this. I'm not that brave. Like I said, I don't fake social media by the hands like that. But I've also shared in person, um, you know, I've recently had hip surgery and I don't feel great. I've gone through chronic illness that I can relate to some of my um, patients at work. And I'm not necessarily one to put that across my forehead. Let me, you know, to share it to the world. But if someone asks me about it, I'm all for sharing. Um, and, and like I just said, you never know what you're going to learn from it. And being vulnerable and, and sometimes, you know, taking the photo, talking about it, our podcast or, you know, an in-person conversation, opening them up about struggles you've had or insecurities you have, it makes it so real to people. And I think that's why some people, it just explodes. It people reach out at that point because they they're going through the exact same mindset or struggle, whatever it is. Um, and it's very reassuring, very comforting. And to know that not everyone's taking, you know, the happy, smiling, engaged photo, new house, new car, um, body's perfect. I just laugh. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do it all the time to myself too. It's like, Oh, why don't I have the new house yet? But then I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. Right. I don't know anything about their situation. They don't know mm-hmm. anything about my situation. Right. Uh, and and, and I mean, like I said, I'm not perfect. I like, do it. 
it's crazy to live by this expert expectation that we've all taken on as, as a society that all things should be positive and perfect all the time. Yeah. If things it's were the world. perfect all the time, what would be the reason to live? If I knew I was going to win a million dollars tomorrow, I wouldn't really work very hard. Like I knew everyone yeah. around me was getting a million dollars, then whatever. But if we could only feel positive things and only go through positive emotions, mm-hmm. like there are things that in our lives that we want to be sad about when someone passes away, when we have our heart broken, we want to feel sad about that. And I think that's the beautiful, the beautiful thing about the human experience is we get to experience both. And we need to understand that the negative is not something to run from. It's something to learn and grow from and to become more connected with people. I love what you just said, you know, you use the analogy, if I want a million dollars tomorrow, I want to be working so hard today. Um, I went through um, kind of like a chronic illness uh, period during my college um, time. And what I really think I took away from it, because it was a course of probably two years, uh, to be very, I learned to be very present, not mm-hmm. to stress so much. I'm, I need to be at this point in my life in a year from now or in six months from now, or even, you know, I used to be so stressed out thinking about the next day, you know, sitting in bed, everything's running through your head. I got to do this or, you know, oh, yeah. um, just to kind of whine. And I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I do it hundred percent every day, all day, but to just kind of check yourself and just think about now and refocus your goals on today and do one thing at a time. I think we scare ourselves a lot of the time if we jump too far. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I talk about all the time is just, I've really involved because my journey has been a lot of mindset. I've realized that everything in my life is controlled by how my perspective is on it and that I get to choose. You do get to choose. Yep. Yeah. And I think that what you just said about jumping too far too fast is exactly what I believe because if we are coming from this place of being really upset and hating our bodies or just, you know, not feeling at home in our bodies to jump right to this place of loving your body is too far of a stretch. And in the back of your head, you're saying, but no, you don't, but no, you don't. And if we can find this mid grounds of finding body respect and finding ways to take care of ourselves with respect, because at some times you're just not going to love every part of your body. Absolutely. It's not. And so if we can find this place of respect to where we want to take care of our bodies and move it and feed it well, Great. like we can get there. In, in the health and, and fitness world, um, I know a lot of people want the quick fix, want the quick change, want the quick result. It's not like that. And you can't overwhelm yourself with these unrealistic goals and expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, Day by day, do short-term goals. To me, if I set too far of a six months from now type of goal, health and fitness related, I'm overwhelmed. And I've, I've realized a lot of people react that same way. Um, and I carry that through my career now. We, we do more, you know, week-to-week basis. We can, um, we can do daily type of check-ins. And it doesn't have to be a drastic change or, um, you know, this astronomical life-changing goal. Um, I'm, I really do believe in the, the mindset and the respect of loving yourself, um, taking it slow, there's no pressure, and you get to decide. You mentioned that earlier. You're in control. You get to decide how you want to be when you wake up that day. Um, you know, it's, and it's not easy. It's not. There's days I wish I could just stay in bed all day, but I choose to get up and start my day. Um, and that's hard for people. And, and it's, you know, 
that's relatable to people. And I don't think that's sad enough in the world. Um, but it's important to, to listen to your body. If you're not having the best day, then, then rest. It's okay. And people get so hard on themselves. I get so hard on myself. Um, and it's, it's nuts. Uh, I, before we started, you know, talking here, I just mentioned I went out of town and, um, I'm on week five after my hip surgery and I was in the car for three and a half hours and I am so sore. And I was so, I was so frustrated this morning. I'm like, I don't want to be sore. I've got stuff to do today. I want to do this, but I've, I've been sitting at home. I've sat on a heating pad, relax. You just, you have to take the time to listen to your body and rest and give it the, you know, attention it needs. Um, to move forward and it's not a bad thing you don't have to beat yourself up about it but again I don't think our society talks about that enough it's get out there get your workout in get your meal in yeah um, but you can take <laughs> the time to relax. all the time never quit and then yes. we get to this place where we're like I can't keep up yeah and then you drown mm-hmm. um you can you know if you can't get up at six in the morning for the, your workout for the day, it's okay. You could do it at some other point. You'll still get it done. Or if you don't want to do it for the day, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. You need, you know, as much as we want to push ourselves and we might say we're so driven and, and want this goal so bad, um, you can't get sucked into it. You know, at the same Absolutely. time, you need to you need to have the proper balance of listening to yourself, respecting your body's needs, um, and having the healthy mindset with it. Um, going back to right now, I, I mentioned too with the hip, with my hip injury. Um, yeah. This is this is my second time having hip surgery on my, on my right hip. <laughs> it, it's been a frustrating experience. Don't get me wrong. I'm so thankful how I feel now, though. I, I really believe I'm on the right track this time. Um, and it's, I feel not scared, cautious. And it's okay. I'm cautious to see how, how it's going to all play out, uh, if I'm going to be able to do the things I want to do. Um, but I have to realize it takes time. And I think my first time around with surgery, I didn't want to wait. I wanted the fix. I wanted the, you know, physical therapy and let's go. And well, where'd it get me? I'm here again, round two. And I've been able still to work out. Obviously you have to do modifications. Um, working out makes me happy. And, and I've been able to still do that. But there's days, like I just said, I've been sitting kind of on my bum all day with a heating pad and relaxing and it's okay. Um, and I always and, love how the mindset that you're taking about that because it yeah. can be so easy to be frustrated about it and then to continue that cycle of, you know, why is this happening to me? You know, continuing this negative thought, but you're recognizing you're frustrated and then taking care of your body. Oh, there, there was days, there was days prior to my surgery. I just, I would cry and be upset. Like, why am I in pain? Like, why did I deserve this? And like, that wasn't healthy either. Like, yeah, you have to accept the day as it was. Um, and I give mad kudos to um, my boyfriend, Brian, because I swear he's like the yin to my name. Oh. I swear, I swear. Because and everyone needs sometimes people like that in their life to remind them like, it's okay, you had a bad day or you know, it hurts today, it'll be tomorrow. And 
I, like I said, I swear by him um, that he's really helped me grow too. And then I've got this healthier, what I, you know, say a mindset now, and then I'm able to help other people, but he, he helped me through, I mean, he still does. Um, and the hip, the hips, just the hip, you deal with it now and you fix it and let's, you know, let's see where it goes this time. But people get frustrated, you know, I can't run because my knee hurts or I'm afraid to do this, you know, this activity because of my shoulder, whatever it is. Um, I never, because people have reached out to me too, I've got this injury or clients at work, patients, you know, saying I've got arthritis, but I want to do this. How do I do it? I'm upset. I haven't done this for years. Um, I, you can, there's so many different things you could try to modify. If it's something you really love to do, well, I, I will do everything in my power to try to help you to find a way. Um, and I had to do that for myself prior to all these surgeries and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I think the world needs to sometimes not be so hesitant to reach out to others too. It's okay to say, I need help. Um, do you have advice? Uh, you know, what are you trying? And I have to take it more hands-on at work. I'm already, you know, touching them on the back of the shoulder, like, hey, let's try this today, you know, instead of them coming to me. But that's my job. That's my job. In the real world, I, I try to reach out myself more to others too. And I'm, you know, um, I follow a lot of fitness accounts and things like that. And you, you see what other people are doing. You, you want to try it, but I'm not too familiar with it. So send them the message. What's the worst that can happen. They don't respond. Okay, cool. Move on. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Oh, I love it. So many amazing takeaways. You have a beautiful <laughs> story and just doing so many amazing things with your clients at work and bringing your joy and passion for health and fitness to so many people. And I just yeah. want to end on a thought for those of for those of our listeners who are maybe struggling still in their body image and finding their way with food and wellness. What's maybe a, some, uh, a tip or just a takeaway that you can give for them? Um, I think what I would say is you got to love yourself first. And that doesn't have to mean you love what you look like. You know, if that's maybe what you're struggling, talk to yourself or think back to yourself. You know, what do I love about my personality or what do I love about my job? Um, start with self-love and it kind of grows from there. Um, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. There are people out there willing to help you. Um, like I mentioned too, don't be afraid to reach out. What's the worst that can happen? Um, you know, I'm always at ear. If someone needs something, I know you are as well. Uh, I'll try my best to help you. And if, and if I can, you know, I'll, I'll try helping someone who can. Um, starts with self-love and grows from there. Love it. So perfect. Well, Bailey, thanks for joining us here and being our first guest. Thank you so much for having me. Podcast. And would it be okay for me to include your like Instagram handle so that if people want to reach out to you and learn more about your journey through hip surgery or any of that? Sure. Absolutely. I, you know, like I mentioned to you, I'm, I'm not super adamant on posting, you know, yeah. I'm bad with it. But uh, yeah, whatever you want to do, people want to reach out. That's totally fine with me. Well, Bailey's super cool. So if you ever want to reach out to her, I will include in the show notes, her Instagram handle. You can reach out to her and get to know her. She's really cool. Well, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.